0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. All right, Cam, and again, Specs Text Line is open 337-3776. I had this comparison. We are talking yesterday, and Cam, I, 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 I want to bring this up too uh, in terms of talking Texas football with where Texas – is Texas really the team to beat in the Big 12 this year? That was kind of the the, the – the emphasis, if you will, on the Longhorn Blitz podcast this week. But we are talking about Oklahoma, and I brought it up to to Matt and Rod. Like, what do you guys think of Oklahoma this year? We're kind of going down the list of Big 12 teams, thinking, okay, who's going to be the bottom half of the conference? Who's in that middle tier? Who can really contend for this thing? And I'm like, what do we make of Oklahoma? And, you know, Rod made the point. Oklahoma can be better. You know, they could be an 8-9 win team, which compared to the year they had last year would be a, a good year for them. But – if you look at where Brent Venables is, what are the chances that Brent Venables is going to be the third straight Hall of Fame caliber coach that Oklahoma will have hired? Like, Bob Stoops is a Hall of Famer. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. I think Lincoln Riley, no question, you look at his resume, is headed in that direction. And within the first couple of years they were on the job, you would have considered, like back in you know, 2001, 2003, you would have considered Bob Stoops one of the five best coaches in college football. Same thing with Lincoln Riley in 2017, 18, 19. You would have considered Lincoln Riley one of the best five head coaches in college football. What are the odds Brent Venables gets to that level? The odds would tell you he's more likely not to get there than to get there. So Brent Venables could have a pretty solid career. By the way, all the conference championships that Bob Stoops and Lincoln Riley won. So Brent Venables could have, by what all accounts are, a solid career as the head coach at Oklahoma. But he would have to be a Hall of Fame caliber coach to live up to what the two guys before him did. And I like comparing, you know, college sports programs across different sports. Like, oh, uh, like the one that I, I think about, like, okay, like who is Ohio State football like in the in the college basketball world? Right. And I'm like, you know, probably, you know, maybe like a team like Kentucky, like Kentucky basketball is probably really close to Ohio State football, the the totality, the body of work, the tradition is all there. But when you start looking at national championships, you're like, okay, maybe I I probably would have thought maybe they had a few more. But it's still a nice number, but you know, maybe you you think that, whatever. But I started thinking about Oklahoma football and who I would compare Oklahoma football to, given where they are right now with this Brent Venable situation. I'm like, you know, Oklahoma football is a lot like Texas baseball. And when you look at David Pierce's resume and what he's done, right? And, And Tate... Pull, pull the name of the program David Pierce is the head coach of, right? Pull that away. He's won the Big 12 three times. He's been to Omaha. What, three? He's been to Omaha three times. Uh, got to the semifinals once. Granted, they had the two times they were two and barbecued. They were one just fluke play away from maybe being back in Omaha again this year. Got to a Super Regional. Won a conference championship, and what we all said was, hey, maybe it's not going to be the best year for this program, for this team, considering what they lost. And you look at David Pierce, just the, the body of work that he's put together at Texas, and take away the name. You're like, man, okay, that's a, that's a, pretty, good, a pretty good run he's had, a, a pretty good tenure he's had at Texas so far. Uh, David Pierce at Texas, by the way, 261 and 138, 65.4% of his games he's won. 81 and 61 conference record that's a 57 percent win percentage in conference play. And if you look at the end results, like I said, three regular season conference championships, regional in 17', Omaha in 18, they were 519. That was uh, no, unquestionably it was a bad year. They were 14 and three before the COVID shutdown in 2020, 50 wins and a College World Series trip in 2021. 47 wins back to Omaha in 22, and 42 wins in a Super Regional appearance this year. It's only in comparison to, you look at the two guys who were on the job on the 40 acres before David Pierce, and if you're ranking the greatest college baseball coaches ever, I don't care if you're doing a top three, a top five, a top ten, Cliff Gustafson and Augie Garrido are in that conversation for two of the best that have ever done it. So, what are the odds (laughs) That Texas, and really you go back to, you know, Bib Billy this what, what are the odds that Texas would hire another guy that would be a Hall of Fame caliber coach, one of the best coaches in the history of the sport, what are the odds they would do that again? David Pierce can have a really nice tenure, Cam. Hell, he could, win, he could win a national championship, and it still wouldn't measure up to what Gus or Augie did and what any of the coaches before him did. It's a tough. It's a really tough spot to be in. It's almost an impossible situation to be in.
1: That part I will agree with. But can we get some more years out of Venables yet before we compare David Pierce to Venables? Because we've only no. Had- I'm saying it's
0: not like a direct comparison, but it's kind of just similar similar situations. It's setting up to have to be in, they are setting up to be in similar situations.
1: Okay, I think Venables had a little bit his resume is a little bit different than David Pierce because he you know he's won a national championship as a defensive coordinator for a great Clemson football program. He's already had his head coaching you know time failed in the first stop if you want to say that. Now got a second chance at Oklahoma program. Now the thing with him and Pierce, like Fenoble says stuff that I like taking away my Longhorns hat. It's like what are you saying? I mean last week he said this Oklahoma team was a 10-win team if not for bad defense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and Texas wins a national championship if not for bad defense and bad offense every year, right? I don't know how you can argue and say that. His point about I don't want to recruit players, if you commit to Oklahoma, you can't look anywhere else, and that's not how it works in this age and day anymore, Fennibles, You also have the fire hose fully inserted into my mouth comment. But
0: he, he had he had no problem, though, guys he had recruited Clemson. Exactly. He had no problem recruiting those guys.
1: So, I know it's on the nose comparison there. I've, I think Fennable says stupid stuff way too much, and I feel like Pierce is, you know, he's a very level-headed coach. Um, but I get your point in saying that it's hard to live up to what Lincoln Riley and what Bob Stoops did, and the same thing for David Pierce. But it, you're, you still have the resources to be a top program year in and year out, and I'm curious what Oklahoma does in the SEC. And for Texas baseball – you know, it's Omaha are bust every year. It's you know, it's you say it every year, but there's a reason why, especially with the what Texas has at its disposal, what David Pierce has. I mean, he has the talent, he recruits well. Just something's been off, you know, on the transfer portal, if you want to go with that, and maybe the disconnect between the pitching and his pitching staff that you've talked about Jeff. that's now. the
0: bigger one for me. Like if you look at their if you look at their offensive takes out of the portal, the last few years they've actually done a really good job. I mean, Mike Antico was a really good player for this mm-hmm. program. Skylar Messenger, really good player for this program. You got a lot of production this year out of Garrett Gilmet and Porter Brown. I mean, Porter Brown was a guy that was basically kind of left for dead at TCU. He comes to Texas; he's a unanimous first-team All Big Twelve player. So your offensive takes out of the portal been good. And the last two years, you've tu- you've turned in. David Pierce's two last two Texas teams have turned in. Arguably, the two most prolific offensive seasons in school history. When you look at, you know, home runs, you look at just raw production. They've been really good offensively. The thing that I'm I've been most disappointed with is since 2021, when you had you had a pitching staff, you had the tools with your pitching staff to win a national championship. You had the kind of rotation that you go win a national championship with. You had a front line, bona fide number one guy, and time Aden. You had Tristan Stevens was also in that mix uh, as one of your starters. Uh, you had Pete Hansen coming into his own. Then you know you look at your bullpen and however you wanted to work it, whether it was Witt giving you multiple innings to get the Nixon, Quintanilla giving you multiple innings to get the Nixon, uh, you know one inning from Quintanilla, one inning from Wit, and then getting the Nixon. The back end of your bullpen was national championship caliber, and the pitching fell off a cliff in twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Especially the bullpen, and it wasn't that much better this year. To be honest, I know we can look at you know ERA and where Texas ranked nationally, but you know we were talking about it towards the end of the regular season, and especially in the Big Twelve tournament. Like, man, if you need to get if you need to get an out in a critical situation, I don't know who you go to. Like, we we're, were at that point. Like, can you can you find somebody that you can rely on, that you can depend on, that's dependable to just get an out, just record an out? They didn't have that guy. Zay, now Zane Morehouse pitched like that guy in the postseason, in the NCAA tournament. He was phenomenal in the NCAA tournament, but didn't pitch like that in the regular season. So that's my that's my big deal with the baseball program under David Pierce. Yeah, they've done really well. The The accomplishments are there. I don't think anybody, even the biggest David Pierce detractors, I don't think could deny that. Yeah, they've had success. But to me, if you're going to get to that elite level, which is ultimately what you're talking about with this program, I think the pitching situation has to get rectified. Whether it's the type of guys you're recruiting, is there something going on in the way you're developing guys? Wherever that disconnect is, and if I'm David Pierce, that's my number one thing I've got to figure out this this off season.
1: And circling back to Brent Venables, you know he's a defensive-minded coach. OU was 122nd in total defense last year.
0: Dude, they were Their so defense bad.
1: Was awful. Now here's the thing: it's only been one year, I and. Mean, for me, I want to see at least three years as a head coach before I ultimately decide if this guy is a good coach or a bad coach, if the program needs to move on or not. So he's made some moves in the transfer portal, but for OU to be good, it's on their defense, right? And for Texas baseball, for David Pierce, you know, he is he's the pitching coach, right?
0: De facto, yeah, for, you know.
1: And what's been the issue yeah, the last two years in the postseason? It's been the pitching, Jeff.
0: Well, I mean, you know, you, you... –
1: having that reliable guy out of the bullpen. I mean, like Aaron Nixon just, like you mentioned, fell off a cliff in the World Series in Omaha. I mean, something happened, and may- maybe it was Sean Allen. I-, I don't know. I have no idea what was going well, on Well, you Aaron fired Nixon. Sean
0: Allen, and you had a lot of the same issues again. Yeah,
1: exactly. And Nixon goes to Mississippi State, and, you know, maybe it doesn't say a lot because they weren't a postseason team, but he was their best pitcher. He had an ERA about 2.2, I think, by the time that season wrapped up. He had a really good year. So yeah. it makes me wonder – Maybe it was just a change of scenery because some guys just need to get away. but it also makes me wondering, well, there's something going on with the pitching staff and the, and the coaching there that did not gel with Aaron Nixon and, and caused him to you know kind of just have a bad postseason.
0: And I, I think too, part of and I'm not blaming this exclusively on, you know the inability of David Pearson, whether it was Sean Allen or Woody Williams or whoever the pitching coach is. I'm not saying it's their fault to to develop the players. Are they recruiting the kind of guys that are willing to grind and want to be developed? Like, look, David Pierce knows what it takes to develop You know, guys that go on to either be high draft picks, pitching to big leagues, whatever. I mean, go look at back at that rotation when he was the pitching coach for Wayne Graham at Rice when they won the national championship. Go back and look at the arms they had at that point. I mean, David Pierce knows what really good, what elite arms look like. David Pierce knows what a pitching staff that can win you a national championship. He knows what that looks like. So, like I said, I don't know if it's something in your development, you know, your development program. I don't know if it's just you just been need to do a, a, take a different approach in terms of recruiting guys in terms of mindset that might be better fits for how you want to approach things, whatever it is. And, look, maybe it's as simple as getting some of these newcomers in you know, getting some J.C. guys in because they brought in some J.C. guys this year, Cam. And whether it was D.J. Burke or Chris Stewart, the 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 guys that they were depending on, the incoming guys to give this pitching staff a lift, really didn't do it. I mean, even, you know, the, the best of the bunch in terms of the newcomers was well, probably Heston Toll. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get to see him pitch in the postseason because he got hurt. Uh, you know, Charlie Hurley was very much up and down throughout the season, but late, especially in the NCAA tournament pitch better look yep. looked like he was starting to turn a corner
1: like Morehouse
0: and and for the guys that we've talked about that either took a step back or fell off a cliff or whatever you've also got to give this staff credit for what they did with LBJ you got to tell you got to take both if you're gonna give them blame for guys like Aaron Nixon and so on and so forth you got to give them credit for what they did with LBJ so but that's fair or not that's the standard at Texas and I, I've David said it time and again. He knew what he was getting into when he took the job. You're following Gus and you're following Augie again, two of the undisputed best that have ever done it. That's that's a place where the expectations, yeah, at time they might be a little unrealistic. But like I've said, baseball is one of those sports on the Forty Acres that you can you can live in unrealistic land with your expectations, and it's a hundred percent fair. Like men swimming and diving, volleyball's getting to that point. So I don't know. It's just. Just some food for thought out there. Specs text is open, 337-3776. Uh, Jeff Mudd. Jeff Mudd been a very big part of the presentation today, Cam. Uh, says, Jeff, you know almost better than anyone. Oklahoma is heading for a pretty long string of, eight, of six to eight win seasons. Sincerely, Nebraska. So there's that. I, do, I don't I do think Oklahoma is going to take that far of a, of a drop-off. But he also adds, Texas does not make their pitchers learn a third pitch. They don't have dominant stuff, so it's pretty easy to figure them out. Are they not learning pitches because the staff is not helping them develop that? Is is it an incorrect way of developing, or are guys not putting in the work on their own? That's a lot of what college athletics is. A lot of it is putting in work on your own. As uh, Texas says, lack of game management also isn't big on small ball. Uh, yeah, I mean, I you know that's part of it. It's just it's different ways than you know Augie and Gus. I know they they relied on. On, on small balls, especially Augie, just manufacturing runs. Some people look at it as, as giving away outs. If yeah, they can do that, I, I thought I thought they had the tools to be a really good, you know, bunting, running team this year. They just ended up hitting the second most home runs in school history mm-hmm. with the lineup they had. Uh, and like CB said, we talked about earlier in the week, NIL is another issue that we didn't tackle that, that needs to be fixed uh george always thank you for your contributions said if we don't make a coaching change in baseball before we go to the sec we will get destroyed so it's interesting uh there's a lot of different ways you can look at it but you know david david pierce would have to do to win multiple national championships i think to make people feel like you made a good hire coming off of augie's tenure but it's it's a really, really tough place to be because th- those expectations, while they might not be realistic, they're considering the history you're talking about and the program you're talking about, they're they're as fair as they can be.
1: Well Stoner makes a point on the specs text line that I've I've asked I think you and Chad and even Aaron Hogan about it this week during the show this is about his adaptation to the NIL and Stoner says he's been fine. His issue is just limited upside to the slow advantage the slow ad- adaptation to the new NIL game, one of the reliever, we're better enough to win the CWS, i.e. Paul Skeens. I, I'm with Stoner, I don't think, with Stoner. I don't think Pierce has been that off. I mean, 20, 2021, College World Series, one relief pitcher away from possibly getting to the final, right? In this season, it felt like Texas was just one pitcher away. Now, if you throw in Paul Skeens, and that's a big hit because he was the best pitcher in college baseball, yeah. so you're adding the best pitcher, of course you're going to get better, but I, f- I feel like Texas is... Pierce has not been that far off, so to say he's going to be a disaster in the SEC, I can't go there because it feels like he's been one piece away, and that piece can easily be in the transfer portal. As Stoner mentioned, I just felt like Pierce hasn't really adapted to that yet, but it feels like this season, I mean, he has through, I guess, the bats. My issue may be just be the pitching. As you mentioned he yeah. brought up Messenger, who was a great third baseman for Texas last year. I mean,
0: Mike Antico was one of your best players on a team that was good enough to win a national School championship. record
1: for stolen bases. Yeah. Right. But pitching, it, he maybe I don't know what the pitching thing is just the way he evaluates guys. Charlie Hurley was a great addition, but like Chase Burns is a guy in Tennessee that I feel like you got to go after, right? You need, you need that X factor pitcher because he's added a lot of guys who they have the upside Jeff, but it feels like for some reason, they're, they're always hitting their floor as well with St. Morehouse where it feels like, yeah, I mean, when he's pitching his best, he is a strikeout pitcher, one, two, three guy. But we saw a lot of times this year during the regular season where a lot of hit batters, a lot of walks.
0: Consistency. Consistency is just not there right now. And when you talk about NIL to bring up the conversation we had, we've had throughout the week, you know, as, as we, the College World Series wound down, is, it, is the coaching staff, is David Pierce just working with what they've got and is what they've got just not enough? To go get a guy like Paul Skeens, to go get a guy like Chase Burns,
1: which that should not be an issue at Texas, right? It
0: shouldn't, but uh, we we've been led to believe that it is. So and maybe maybe they're just making making the best out of the, what they've been given in terms of you know, the NIL opportunities that are there for baseball. And the simple fix to that is, you got to identify the right donors to give the right amount of money that you need to go get the players out of the portal. They can help you get to the next level.